Hello, George Fox family and friends. I'm Show Baraka, and today we're going to be talking about what is wrong with worship. Hello, George Fox family and friends. I am Show Baraka, and I like to think of myself as a Renaissance man. And I'm here with another Renaissance man, Christian Dawson, who is a worship pastor at Bridgetown Church in Portland. Brother, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, genuinely. Hey, today is the episode of Locks. All right. So let's do it. Let's all have right. a conversation. So first of all, what drew you to wanting to use your talents for worship and words and music? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in this non-denominational mega church, mm-hmm. you know, kind of born in the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. did, you know, out of Seattle. And, um, it had a private Christian school that my parents like worked so hard to put me and my two younger brothers in, yeah. you know, it strapped everything, but like, they're like, we're going to try to get you guys a good education. So yeah. they put us in the school and I had this band teacher named Mr. Weems. He was a uh, minister, I think, man, I, I want to say he was Baptist maybe, but anyway, he uh, was this older black dude and um, taught me how to play the piano. Yeah. And I like saw the way he loved on other students and he loved on me and my brothers and like, um, I loved music and I, I was always just kind of dinking on instruments or whatever yeah, yeah, as a kid, yeah, yeah. but um, he kind of saw something in me mm-hmm. that uh, I think he, he just named it. He's like, I think there's something there. And he more so didn't push me into a thing, but like called out what I think was already in my heart in a lot of ways. Mm. And um, so I, I think a lot of times when I think about what led me into music, because I always loved music. I enjoyed it. My dad played saxophone in our church growing up. My mom uh, used to kind of tinker on the piano, and I just hit any instrument. Do you know? Yeah. remember, like, Ron Cannoli? Yeah, Ron yeah. Cannoli. Like, uh, I was, beauty, like, beauty fashion. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, as a kid, I would just be, like, <laughs> I would listen to all these, like, VHSs of, of yeah. Ron Cannoli, and yeah. i just find instruments as a kid in diapers, just playing anything, you know? I tell you, it was killing the Cannoli brothers, the, the sons. He had he had two boys who, okay. who did gospel music and had an album. It was I five, didn't know that it was a different kind of sound for what gospel was doing during that time. Anyway, I had no idea. Back to your story. I'm sorry. No, no, that's no, good. We're talking. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I remember. I just all my youngest memories are just in yeah. church and doing that, and um, you know, doing worship. But but also at the same time, like I, f- I think playing music and writing my prayers basically down mm. in a lot of ways. Um, and my, which were just my thoughts yeah. out loud to God, you know, or in, or just played out to God. It like it changed my life, you know, and yeah. um, and it changed other people's lives in my world too. And so, and and truthfully, I I think I started running down this career too. And it's weird to call it a career, but yeah. um, in a lot of ways, because I I found like community and love and people around this craft and this thing we got to do. So you you talked about this gentleman who kind of spoke life into you. He told a story that that shaped you. Mm-hmm, right? Absolutely, he, he created this love for this instrument. Yeah. In a lot of ways, music does the same thing. It it forms identity. Yeah. Right? It shapes identity. Absolutely. How has it helped you form who you are, and how do you use it to help other people find Oof. identity, not only in themselves but in God ultimately? Yeah. Well, um, there's this quote, and I think. Um, some people attribute it to this Scottish philosopher in the like uh, 20th century, but the 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 concept of what he said was, um, "Give me the songs of a generation, I care not who makes its laws." Mm-hmm. And what he was trying to advocate for was like, "I don't care what your government does or, or says. Mm-hmm. What I care about is what steers the heart of people, and it's not yeah. law; yeah. it's often music." I mean, yeah. if you just look at, think of like. 
anything from a revolution in any country to a sports, like a football team, I mean like world football soccer yeah, team, they all have these songs that Chants, form yeah, that cha absolutely. you're chanting them, yeah. you know? You think of soldiers who like sing, like some of the most yeah. dramatic things in war. I've never been to war, um, but like you think of the most dramatic moments in, uh, did you see 1917? No, 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 I want to watch it though. I oh, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. And like, there's this moment where all these literally young boys, yeah. they're, you know, 17 absolutely. going to fight in World War II. Yeah. And there's this moment after all this fighting, all this stuff, and you just hear this quiet song. Yeah. And it did something in these these boys yeah. to go risk their lives to do everything. I just so there's something about music that that forms people. That's why you yeah. know we learn the alphabet in, right. the, in the U.S. through yeah, through a song. Yeah. And so I think um, I'll talk about others and then myself. Uh, but you know I see my job as a worship pastor not to like. I don't believe in the warm up for the word. I think that's trash. You know, that's, that's you crazy. Get, you get in the prep for the, um, uh, no, for the real ministry. No, you know, actually, that man, Mr. Weems, <laughs> he actually told me something that stuck with me. He said, "People remember songs more than sermons." Yeah, and that is stuck easy. with me. Yeah, easy. He, it's true. Yeah, you know, and um, and so one of the things I, I think my job is ultimately is I'm supposed to give people, we're going to go down a rabbit hole, but you got me talking, no, yes, but, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm giving people, when I'm giving people songs, I'm giving them as a, as a, as a worship pastor, I'm giving them the diet, a diet for their spiritual life. Okay. Like language is how we as humans understand the world. Yeah. And so like, I'm learning this language called Yoruba with my wife. She's, she's from Nigeria and she, there's a lot of things. Where I'm like, how do I say this? And she's like, there's no equivalent for that. Yeah. Or there's this um, German word. That's the feeling of joy that you get when someone I'm, I'm, I'm botching it a little bit, but it's basically the feeling of joy that you get mm -hmm. when somebody that you don't really care for suffers mm -hmm. <laughs> where it's like, man, someone who's been like pissing you off, right, right, they right, like right. going through it and you kind of are like, you shouldn't be happy about this, but you're kind of like a little bit. Happy. Of course we never, we, never, we, we don't do that. We don't do no, that. we too safe for that. Yeah, but, exactly. but, but we all know what that feeling's like. I, I don't. Okay. I know what that feels like. Uh, I know what honesty is like. You know? Exactly. No, right. No, right, but, right, 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 but right, there's right. words that we don't have in English right, that exactly. describe. And so I think songs are often the way, and um, what we're doing is we're giving people vocabulary for their spiritual Absolutely. life. Absolutely. So the importance of it even, it's so crucial because I mean, I'm, I'm a straight shooter. Like I think a lot of reasons and I'm oversimplifying, but I think a reason that maybe a lot of people that I love, um, that they don't follow Jesus anymore is because I think they're in their spiritual life. They were given a lot of songs that told them everything was going to be okay. If they just prayed a prayer, if they just had enough faith and mustered it up, then like everything's fine. And when I read Jesus, when mm -hmm. I read the new Testament, when I read the story of scripture from page one to the end, it's full of people going through it. So there's no theology of suffering. There's no theology of suffering yeah, in, yeah. in some traditions worship and some tradition songs and that formed their spiritual life. So I think, you know, and I'm not trying to bash on songs or artists. No, no, no. So how does that help you? Because I think about the Psalms. Yeah. What you're talking about right now, I think about the Psalms and the idea of David has the audacity to complain to Ooh, God throughout these. Absolutely. You know, what is that? What does the Psalms communicate to you and how does it oh. inform you when you... Man, I mean, even talking to that line, man, the Psalms tell me one thing. I, I, they, I had a friend when I was in college and he looked at me and goes, why are the Psalms prayer? And I said, you know, those people who are like just too smart. You're like, you always got a point. I'm like, just tell me what you're going to tell me. <laughs> Vince, you know? And he goes, the Psalms are prayer, not because they sound good, because they're honest. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I think of songs, when I think of the Psalms, you know, there's no such thing as like prayer if it's not actually honest with God. I can say all the right words, but I'm not actually being real yeah. about my frustration. And when I read, when I read David and yeah. what he's saying, he's like, 
He says crazy stuff. He's like, Absolutely. he has the audacity to say, throw their ba- take their babies and throw them off a cliff. I'm like, we're not singing that on Sunday. We Sundays. are not singing that on Sunday. <laughs> like, you know? Oh Lord, take the babies <laughs> yeah. and throw them off the cliff. Throw them, Jesus. Just <laughs> heave them. Oh. Heave them. Cut heave the em. enemies off my like the heads of my enemy. Like it's yeah. But it's I like, felt that. Yeah. You know, not oh, like absolutely. I, you know, and even songs of repentance, like repenting. Often, no, yeah. like Jesus, I was wrong. Yes, Jesus, like forgive me and and steer me away. You know, like yes. steer me, and um, and so I think you know, often the the songs that we sing, they give again people vocabulary, mm-hmm. and then it gives them a framework for the life that they live in Jesus. And so I think, and that can be spoken to, I think, with all art, but specifically with songs, they do it because people remember songs more than sermons. So like for me, you know, in our church community, um, I had a real cool privilege to write this song with a friend of mine, um, who, and it ended up being the theme of our church is like, our mission is to practice the way of Jesus together in Portland. And mm-hmm. for us, that means we want to be with Jesus, become like Jesus and do as Jesus did in the world. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote this song called Be Like Him. And one of the verses say, um, earthly things will leave me hollow and riches can't surpass his worth. Vain endeavors, they lead to sorrow, but Christ alone gives joy on earth. And another verse we mm-hmm. said, um, I don't want to live for pleasure. Mm-hmm. But faithfulness is what I seek. So help me not live distracted. Let your kingdom come in me. I just want to be like him. Amen. Holy Spirit, mend me. You know, Amen. it's and and, and again, Amen. you know, that, that song doesn't make you feel good. But it forms, you know, yeah. it, or at least not in the ways yeah, that like yeah, yeah, some yeah, other yeah, songs yeah, right, right. will. It, but it forms you. I hear you. It just depends on where you are in life. Yeah. And how that song. But like, um, yeah. so anyway, uh, to That's get good. to that. And so for me, it's even like right now, and I'm just thinking about the Psalms, like the last year, it's been a lot, you know, yeah. and I don't want to talk about other people and things I'm going through, but I just recently was reading through, I was sitting in Psalm 35 for a while, for a while. And it's all these prayers about, um, you know, God's going to uphold you. He'll care for you. And then one day I felt like I should read Psalm 36. And the next Psalm is all about this stuff around like vindicate me oh God, because people are coming after me. Help me when they gossip against me, help me when they lay a trap for me. And, yeah. and, and I, I had never related to a Psalm as much as I had in this last year mm. in my life where I'm like, man, there is space yeah. in the Christian life and in music yeah to talk about like real stuff and help us do that with god well that is that is beautiful uh you also are a photographer i see a little bit okay so this is, not for not just for fun a little bit well even in the practice yeah of taking pictures what has that taught you about mm. the image of god yeah the world and just capturing what's before you like how does that help you interpret the world as God sees it maybe, or the humanity that is on display in different corners of our world. I've never, I'll be honest, I've never thought about it, but I'll be honest. Like, as I think about what you're asking Mm me, I got into photography just because I was like, I need a hobby that I love music and play yeah. music. But even in my house, sometimes when I'm just playing music, it can easily turn into like, oh, I could use that for church or, oh, I could write this. Yeah. I was like, I need something that I don't turn into anything a else. Commodity just, or something, yeah. Yeah. So I, my friend got me into photography and, um, you know, it's been fun. But as you ask that question... I think one of the things that I'm learning, my wife likes to shoot film. Like mm-hmm. she just like, she's like, go get me a, you know, third, well, now they're more expensive, but go get me just a little point and shoot. And, right. and so, and the thing I've been learning even from her, um, she has a real cool eye for it. But as I'm doing that is my favorite thing to capture is people. And they're not like, it's just people in the moment. Yeah. It's not like stage. I love, photo- I don't really care about photography, like photographing cities or it's fun, but I like, I love capturing people. Yeah. Um, 
but I love capturing people when, when they're just living and doing their thing. And I think maybe the thing it, it, it teaches me when I look back is, and it's going to sound so cliche, but just like be present. Yeah. And you know, only life only happens in the present. You only can encounter God in the present. You can only know people in the present, like the present is it. And so, um, it feels cheesy, but I think the thing I've been learning as I go back and look at those photos and most, a lot of my photos I don't post, I just look at them and try to remember what those moments were. Um, but it's like to be present because that's actually a gift And even the, it's been interesting a few moments to unintentionally capture people in like pain or sadness or like just cause I had a camera with me and, um, yeah again even though those moments in a weird way they're a gift amen so as a worship pastor you you also do a lot of reading and it seems as if you're interested in how to get people to understand the role of the the integrated body integrated self within this spiritual discipline of worship yeah right why is that important Mm -hmm. and how do you get people to be aware of their physical body in the act of like singing praise and songs unto the Lord. Yeah. I grew up corporate and maybe individual and individual. No, that's for real. Um, you know, I, again, I grew up in this kind of mega church non-denom thing that was like, you know, some days worship, you know, when you like, you go to church and sometimes it feels, everything feels kind of canned. Like the team knows what to do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you know um, when to shout, you know, when to shout, you know, take them laps. (laughs) Exactly. You know, when to jump, you know, when to clap, you know, um, and so like I had a little bit, especially in my early twenties, had a little bit of distaste for all that. Cause it just, you know, but I also think to like my grandmother's church, which is the first AME church in yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's all this research that's also done that they've followed specifically like the African-American Christian experience and journey. And they've contrasted it uh, specifically to more like white church uh-huh. experiences that are, and I'm going to, I know that can mean a lot of things, but specifically typically more like um, disembodied or less physical with yeah. worship mm-hmm. and they've done research where they think there's a correlation to people's bodily expression in worship and their ability to handle suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could trace that all the way back to, you know, slavery in that America, yeah. um, which is where like shouting you came yeah. from, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's just like God designed your body to even release things yeah. phys- like stress and all these sort of things when you just move. So there's just like, from a non-Christian perspective, there's just like a God made your body wild and beautiful. Yeah. But I think more importantly, um, you know, we're not brains, we're not emotions, yeah. we're not wills, we're yeah. not hearts or souls or spirits. We're and we're also a body. All yeah, of that yeah, is who yeah, God yeah. made the body good. Like there's resurrection for the body coming, and I need Absolutely. that. You know, so like for us to have a faith that is not embodied is not Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, if nothing else, He came. Not as a spirit, not as a yeah. ghost, as a body, and he Absolutely. was raised in a body. So, like, to have worship and corporate worship and music and all these sort of things that aren't in our physicality is, I think, um, really, di- ironically, disembodied from our actual faith and practice. Mm. And I think often I would probably argue that um, I'd be curious. I want to argue. I would. I'd be curious that church communities that worship in a way that is more cerebral is beautiful. I I love to think, I love to feel, but that's also not, that's not embodied. I'd be curious how well their bodies show up in other areas of life when it Mm -hmm. comes to just living well. No, yeah. Um, so I I have a curiosity there. So like one thing we're trying to do in our church community is, um, I'm trying to name that like, Hey, we can mature in our worship. And honestly, we should learn from other specific, I'm in a predominantly white church. Mm -hmm. Like we can learn from other cultures who, who 
worship in their bodies really well. Our church, the church I'm in, we're so good at like, if I'm like, hey, be still before the Lord, open your hands and just pause and wait on, on God. I honestly didn't really learn that in the black church. Right, right, right. Very I learned, contemplative. Yeah. yeah contemplative. Very, yeah. They, they can do that. Both. They can do that. Yeah. But I but I, I learned to like praise God with my body when yeah. I did it from my grandmother's mm-hmm. church and from this non-denominated church that was like all, all these other languages yeah. spoken in. So sometimes, so I had my wife a couple uh, last, last year come in and talk about in Nigeria when um, when we say let's worship often in Nigeria church, the first thing you think of is dancing, mm-hmm. not singing. Yeah. So even our, our idea of let's worship is it's cultural. Yeah. Um, but then I'll just tell about one other experience and shut up last yesterday. You Don't know, shut up though. Uh, well <laughs> I can ramble. So yesterday, uh, in our, we have our staff meeting every Tuesday mm-hmm. and when our staff comes together, we always do this thing called church within a church. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, you know, we, we all work on Sunday um, but we have to be the church ourselves Absolutely. as staff, you know, so we also try to go ourselves as staff, go to justice in our city. We try to, but like, if we're doing singing in our church gatherings, if we're opening, if we're praying for each other and prophesying over each other, we're going to do that as a staff ourselves. So we take 30 minutes of every staff meeting and just do church. And, um, yesterday I had one of our other staff members lead worship for it. And he just led one song, but he's like, Hey, I'm going to ask all of our staff to lie down on the ground on your backs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sing this song. And the main chorus of it says, or the verses say, all who are thirsty, all who are weak, come to the fountain. Mm-hmm. And then the chorus is, come, Lord Jesus, come. Mm-hmm. And he made me, he, so I'm sitting there lying on the back, trying to put my dreads up so they don't get nasty. <laughs> and he, he thought of us. He gave us a piece of paper. He's like, if you don't want your hair touching the ground. I was like, brother, you're looking out for me. And so he, so I'm lying on the ground. And he sang this song. And when I lied there, I felt so vulnerable. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't know the last time I just lied on the ground sitting there like that all, but I was like, I am vulnerable. And it felt like I felt like as I was lying there with that posture of vulnerability, it felt like I like just God met me in a weird way in five minutes that I just hadn't had in a while. And it was, I didn't, it wasn't from singing, it was from from actually posturing my body in a different way that was vulnerable. Well, isn't that in in some ways the whole idea of being genuflect and Mm. like, to venerate and lay before, prostrate before. Yes. And we see that, right, throughout the scriptures. Yes. When you encounter something that you feel is worshipful, mm. right? You. That's why oftentimes uh, kings emulate, like, deities. They yeah. come before me. And kneel or bow. Your or body life. needs to emulate not only what your mind believes. Yes, and exactly. In ways, I think you're on to something with, uh, well, through... Black Christian tradition, mm-hmm. as you were trying to emulate in your space, yeah, it's something that is very biblical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For us to arrive and to be present with our bodies and not just with our intellectual scent. Exactly, you know and that's been work. I'm not going to say it's been easy. Oh, no, it's, yeah, yeah. it's been foreign, but it's been it's been cool to see a number of people in our church go, okay, like if this might help me follow Jesus better, love Him more, worship Him more deeply, inform me better. Like, I want to be open to something that even might be outside my comfort or culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I once heard someone say it's easy to be spiritual um, or it's easy to be emotional, but not Mm. spiritual, but it's almost impossible to be spiritual and not emotional. Absolutely. The whole self. And I was like, hmm. Mm. That's pretty interesting. Bring your whole self. Yeah. yeah which gets yeah. to what you were asking about with the Psalms. You know, we were talking about yeah, like, yeah, yeah. your whole self before yeah, God. Exactly. You, you talked about you guys are trying to do justice as a staff and as a church. Mm-hmm. How does art, in, in what ways do you feel that the art or the, the work that you do advocates for people? Yeah. So, I mean, let me start by saying that's new, yeah. you know, and it's easy um, in this day and age for me to be verbally about justice, but not show up in my city. Amen. 
And I can name that. And I've had to like actually repent about that. But like, Jesus, you know, it's easy for me as a pastor to like, I, I, my job is to, but like not embody it. Yeah. And so um, my wife is, I'll just name, she, like I'm learning to follow Jesus in his way from watching her. Oh, and she, I mean, her job, she works with refugees, but even if she didn't, she, my wife, um, anyway, she just go to, goes some beautiful things in the city, just out of her own volition and heart. So I'm, I'm learning. But I think with art, um, so I'll say one thing we're doing is, you know, again, like, the songs we sing help form our faith. And like, I don't know, last time I was in a song in a church where we sang something that said, Jesus help put me in these streets, <laughs> you know, like, and Jesus said, you can do all these things in my name, yeah. but I never knew you. Why? Cause I was with the sick. I was imprisoned. I was with the poor. Yeah. I was with the hungry, the naked. Yeah. And so like one of the places I think it's easy to miss Jesus is the place where he actually promises that he'll be. And it's among yeah. the poor. Yeah. It's among the marginalized. And so, um, you know, art can be a beautiful way of becoming just aware of that. Cause sometimes it's easy to, as the new Testament often talks about fall asleep mm -hmm. and Paul's always like, wake up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that can be a way of doing that for us. We, me and another friend, uh, and he needs to get more of the credit cause he did most of the heavy lifting, but wrote this song for our church that we haven't released or anything, but it's just called where you are. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the words are send us to the margins, send us to the streets, send us to the city. Cause where you are, we want to be, you are in the margins, you're in the streets, you're in the city, yeah. um, where you are, we want to be. And then it's this prayer, let justice and mercy steer our desires mm -hmm. is the, is the bridge of the song. And again, it's because like worship is forming us, you know, our songs are forming us. And I'm hoping that we have kids in our, in our worship gatherings too. Cause mm -hmm. even though they're running around and crazy and throwing stuff to animals, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, this is wild y'all. Like what is going on here? But other days, you know, there's these, but there's some formation happening there. There is, you know. Yeah, I, it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and I want these little kids to to sing, let justice and mercy Amen. steer our desires. Amen. So I think that's a really simple way of like, and if you go read hymnals, yeah. like I keep, when I go to different churches, I try to see if I can ask for a hymnal because yeah. I love seeing what other traditions, yeah, right, right. you know. And there's some songs about Jesus, like we are to do the work of Christ. And Amen. we just like, I don't know the last time anybody was really writing that yeah. as their, as a music specifically in the contemporary Christian industry. There's right. especially if you get into like hip hop and rap, like there's a lot that actually happens there, right. but not right, in the right, contemporary, right, right. No, contemporary yeah, worship space. Yeah. Well talking about hip hop and CCM mm -hmm. and the industry that yeah. is Christian music. Now the, it incentivizes us to be relevant mm -hmm. to, to, in a lot of ways, not rest to try mm. to be present all yeah. the time and like, which isn't know, present at all. Right. You exactly. Know? Right. So how do you, you know, practice presence or true, you know, stillness and while at the same time, like trying to cultivate this career and mm. pursue being excellent at what you do. And I'm sure it's not easy. No, but I mean, you know, you know more than me. <laughs> Um, you've done more, done more in that sort of world than I have. So, I mean, I'll say whatever I say with humility. The first thing that comes to mind is, um, I remember this kind of black church saying like, oh, that person could sing, but she ain't got no oil. <laughs> you know, you know what that means. You know, there's an, there's an anointing that ain't quite, that's not there. <laughs> ain't and quite you know, the, the oil comes in the crushing, you know, yeah, it comes yeah, in the yeah, secret, yeah, yeah. it comes yeah. in the caverns in the dark, yeah. you know? So, um, so part of me. I tell that to our team a lot, yeah. you know, just, just cause we do something on the stage. So I'm like, yeah. and I know it comes, I know what, what, what goes up in my heart. Like I'll be honest about the temptations of vanity and Absolutely. pride and approval Absolutely. and praise and influence now. Like, um, so let me just name my own sin and my own temptations, but like, um, which even that can be a weird thing. Yeah. But, um, I think 
I'm slowly losing the question, actually. Well, how do you remain present, like to remain to be present, not only in your own personal devotion mm-hmm. unto the Lord, and it just doesn't become I'm carried away by trying to be yeah. this thing, this brand yeah. and this platform, but also present in your community. Yeah. And yeah. So within my community, so one, I'll just say this. One of the best gifts of my life happened a few years ago when a few uh, friends of mine um decided we were going to commit to like two men, a couple of men, like all committed, like we're going to walk out life together. Like mm-hmm. we are just going to, Hakeem's one of them, mm-hmm. we have a mutual friend. Yeah. And we said, we are going to commit to bury each other. We're going to follow Jesus and we're going to bury each other and we're going to help each other. So like I have men in my life yeah. who ask me about my own temptations, about vanity, who I confess to every month. Like I got a call with them a week from tomorrow mm-hmm. and, and they know everything. So part of it is that I, I like, and part of it, there are people who, who uh, are the first people to cheer me on when something beautiful happens and the first people to not think of me different too. Yeah. Because like I needed people in my life who can actually celebrate me and also not think anything different of and me. That, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's hard to find. But like, especially yeah, if you get opportunity, yeah. opportunities and things like that. And then there's career and clout yeah, and exactly. influence. And so that's part of it for me. Um, honestly, I'll, I mean, be mad real. I just like, don't have Instagram on my phone. I don't get notifications. I have it on my iPad, so I just don't see it much. Yeah. Because it's easy to put out stuff and that's that's capital these days. That's that's that it, that's power. That's it is. No, it absolutely is. So I, I'm trying to be aware of that and um steward my own heart because it's and I think honestly, in the best of ways, I'm like, I'm gonna be 80 one day and no at some point no one's gonna care about me. You know, only a few people, right, hey, only absolutely. a few people make it to 80 yeah. and the world grieves their death, especially yeah. in the Christian world. Right, 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 right. You know, like only a few people get there. Yeah. And I'm like, if you end, you end well. End, as you, yeah. And even if you end, there's a ton of people, women yeah. and men who ended well and you still just don't, you yeah. know, after they hit 50, no one was really asking them. No one's inviting right, them to right, come right, speak or sing right, or play. True, true, true. Like, it's just like, cool, you know, that was a good time. And most <laughs> likely, was time. that was good, you know, we love it. <laughs> but um, most likely I'm yeah. probably going to be one of those people who... People loved me in my 30s and maybe in my 40s, yeah. and I'm going to hit 50, yeah. and it's just going to be the quiet decline of of public mm-hmm. and, and right, all that. Right, right, right. And I think Jesus is okay with that, and I need to be. And I think I'm going to be 80 years old, you know, God willing, and I hope I have, like, grandkids, and I can sit with them and these other men in my life and like we could say like we lived life well and we loved each other well and like yeah. that the things that jesus is gonna st- i'm gonna mm-hmm. sing for jesus one day and he's gonna ask me about like i don't think he's gonna ask me like how many cool songs i wrote he's not yeah. about cool song bro yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. like how did you steward your life with me and with other people so amen i'm curious about that stuff yeah and, and it's easy to get carried away so I went easy. a season of my life where i was so consumed with the platform mm-hmm. yeah that you lose the connection with people yeah that you lose the commitment to the church you can yeah. be in a church you can serve a church and you can do all these beautiful things for God, but mm-hmm. you're not actually connected to God or the church. Right. So like for me, like me and my wife, we have this, we have a meal with the same people every Tuesday night mm-hmm. in our church. I had it last night, you know, and we, we eat and like enjoy one another every week. And those same men, like, and the men in our group, we like text about sin, you know, yeah, so there's people right, who I, right. I'm actually known by, yeah. you know, I don't just get on, like I'm known by. Yeah. And then, um, our, our group, we were just yesterday talking about, Hey, we're, we're committed to once, at least once a month doing some form of act of justice or mercy as a group in our city because mm-hmm. like we got it so we're talking about a way that we can specifically um 
grow in proximity to people who are on the margins of our city yeah. and what that can look like when we have, you know, a, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and two twins, newborns and a yeah, one-year-old in our yeah. group. And we're trying to figure out like, but we got it. This is what Jesus is about. So yeah. that's some of the other stuff is like, I yeah. actually got to be the church and not just, absolutely, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure you get people who approach you because of your talent and say, man, how can I be? Christian Dawson, not so much. That, I know what you mean, though. How can I be that individual? What, what's, what's some of the counsel and wisdom that you give these individuals, or, or mm. what should they be considering? Hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I'm in this like existential thing when you ask, like, who is Christian Dawson? You know, like, what does <laughs> like, that mean? But I get what you're. Who is Christian Dawson? Christian Dawson. <laughs> um, but I, I think you know when people are asking that, I think they're saying like specifically often in Korea, like, oh, I see you getting to do really beautiful work right. um, and really beautiful art or whatever. Hopefully they think it's beautiful, you know, right. and uh, or at least impactful maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to do something impactful. And interestingly, now that I use those words, I think of that line, I don't know who said it, but like, I just think of anyone who tries to be important will never be, mm -hmm. you know, like you don't do beautiful work in the world because you're trying, because you're trying yeah. to yeah. be influ Anyone's trying to be influential. Right. Well, Absolutely. nowadays you can try to be influential and be influential. Right, like, right, 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 right. Have like something meaningful. So I think part of the thing is like, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to, even right now, man, I'm trying to trust that times and seasons belong to Jesus. And that's hard, mm -hmm. you know, because there are things that I've written and things that I've done that I wish would have gotten more notoriety and thanks. And I'm working on that in my own heart, but I'm like, man, we put splendors and like, it just kind of faded into the, no, into the, into the ether, you know, faded no, I, just look, in the feed. I agree. I feel the same way about a lot of my work. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm really actually having to embody trust that like Jesus like everything I do, first of all, just has to be for you yeah. and has to be a gift to your people, whatever people, or even if it's just one person mm -hmm. like that, it's some of all just has to become enough for me. Yeah. And I'll be honest, it's not, it doesn't always feel that way. Right. So, um, I think that's one thing I think, um, again, I, I'm constantly right now thinking about like, not constantly, but I'm trying to stay grounded in what am I going to care about when I'm 80? Yeah. And like, how can I become that sort of man now? Like, how do I, oh, Eugene Peterson's line about a long obedience in mm -hmm. the same direction. Like, how mm -hmm. do I just get in that right lane and just yeah. like start walking that and then I think the other thing I'd probably say is, um, I mean, I want to ask you the same question. I Maybe I would say, like, what is Jesus asking you? You know, I'm thinking of musicians, but, like, what is Jesus asking, inviting you to say? Like, yeah. what maybe what's what's the thing that you wish was on in other people's hearts? Yeah. Not, like, what's going to be cool or popular, but, like, what do you wish was, like, forming people and stirring people's hearts? And how do you do that? And um, I also just think, like, I don't know. Like um, one of my mentors says to me, like we should pray about anything. So he's like, if you have a desire, do the two things, tell God what your desire is. God, I want to be like show, you know, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to do whatever that is. I want to, I want to do things that are, that seem like they having influence and they're meaningful for people's lives for the betterment. And then he says, but don't just tell God what you want, tell him why you want it. Mm -hmm. Cause he says in, in telling God why you want it, it starts to steer and reform your desire so that he can give you the thing that like is best. And he could form you also. Cause I think we can, and I think that's the enemy's temptation for us, especially as artists, right? Like yeah. you can do a ton of things for God that are even impactful yeah. and become a sort of person who Jesus says, I never knew you. Or you Absolutely. can do it out of step with his timing, or you can do it out of line with his, with actually Absolutely. becoming a person of love or being about the real, you know? So, I mean, I think Paul says like, guard your life and doctrine closely. So part of me is like, 
keep working at your crafts. Go yeah. love it. Go learn from people. Try things. Be vulnerable. Fail and try again. Like, do yeah. it. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't do things alone. The best song, like, there's no good. I don't know many good songs that are written with only one person's exactly. name on the credits. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, be and and then leave everything else up to him. Absolutely. There's you know usually when people ask that question, there's you, you never know the intent of the heart, but it whether genuine or disingenuous. You, yeah, I think about Philippians. It's like whether in false pretense or you know whatever. If the gospel is being preached, Amen. Mm. But at some point, you will be found out. Mm. It will be revealed. Yeah, like the heart's posture, and yeah. hopefully, um, you won't need an embarrassing moment in order to uh, pivot and repent from it. Please, Lord Jesus. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I, th I think, man, it's been a privilege uh, hearing your heart. And I love it because it feels very genuine. It feels very, and I just, you know, one of the things that concerns me about a lot of people who perform is that you get swept away in the intoxication of the applause. Yeah, the absolutely. And not saying that it's a bad thing because, you know, affirmation is great. Yeah. Affirmation is beautiful. And, we, and it's good to know yeah. that what you're doing is impacting people. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Um, but it's also okay to be like man i, I just wrote a, a a dope song why didn't people love that yeah like i thought <laughs> like, this was hitting exactly it's, it's, it's really like did this, yeah this should definitely be a jam i don't understand why yeah. i'm not saying connected yeah. to it but um ultimately i think what the market has created is that we're overly concerned with that yeah and that's a dangerous place to be and we have to build on it that's, exactly. that's wild exactly know? so uh before i let you go we're going to ask you a set of more rapid fire questions all right i'll okay. be i'll try to be quick then no, no so it's all good you are uh in a space where you're just connecting with the lord it's just you by yourself mm -hmm. nobody else is around and you you're here for a while mm -hmm. trying to be the embodied christian okay you know what i'm saying yeah but there is only one book that you can read while you're in the the like the secluded space where you're trying to become this embodied individual who's connecting to God. What one book are you reading? Okay. So the one book I would read, it's probably the book I go back to most, is called uh The Practice of the Presence of God. Or Practicing okay. the Presence of God, Brother Lawrence. Uh, -huh. uh he's like um a, he was like some French Catholic monk who was peeling potatoes in the like 18th century. Gotcha. But you know when you meet someone, you're like, you know God. Yeah. Like not just like, you know, the Bible, you know, church, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. theology, like, yeah. no, no, no. Like yeah. you are alive. Cause you know, God, yeah. you've seen their eyes. Like you read this man. And it's just, he wrote letters. One of his friends was like, yo, you know, God. Yeah. And like, what do you, you, and there's something, you know, I don't. Yeah. And so he just wrote letters back and forth to his friend about what his life and God is like. And so I try to read that every couple of years. It's like a hundred pages, really short. And he says things that are just like, basically says, you know, we can, we can uh, turn our, our hearts into a chapel where at any moment, at any point of the day, we can meet with the living God. Let's go. And I was like, I want to, that's what I want. Yeah. I want to be anywhere. To be right. I was like, make it Lord. Like I want, I want anywhere to be where I'm like, yeah. I, I just, I want to do all of my life with God. So at some point, and I, I would love to be that sort of man who like one day I was like, it felt like, it's felt like I died. I stepped into eternity, but like my conversation with God never ended. Like I'd love yeah. to be however old I am when I die. Yeah. And I felt like by that point, I'm always with God. And then I just keep going into that. That's beautiful. So you're in your little chapel, your heart's chapel. Mm -hmm. You just got done reading the book, The Practice and the Presence. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, you only get one album to listen to. Oh, Jesus. While you're practicing presence in your chapel. What album are you listening to? One album? Just one. 
Man, this is gonna take me back. The the one the first one that came to mind, and once I say this, I, I'll probably change my mind when I get in the car. But the one that comes to mind is uh Israel Houghton. Uh-huh. I think it's like early two thousands or late nineties, alive in South Africa. Oh my gosh. That album, sir. You are alpha. You ain't about to have me start singing. No, we could terrible. No. And Omega. Oh. We worship you. Okay. All of anyway. it. All of it. Yeah. That album. That whole album is that album. Is better. Yeah. So we're 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 prostrate before the Lord. Mm-hmm. You just got done reading the presence of God, mm. our practicing presence. Mm-hmm. Israel Hooten is just floating. Mm. It's just I know. It's filling the air. Yes. But you realize you're hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have All to right. eat. You have to eat. What is that one meal you're eating? One meal? Shoot. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that came to mind, there's this restaurant in Portland called Eam. Okay. And they basically took like a barbecue restaurant uh-huh. and fused it with a Thai restaurant. Okay. And it's this like, I've never had anything like it. Fusion of Thai. It's this Thai barbecue, barbecue fusion that yeah. it, it hits. You That's, need to go. Okay. It's called Eam. That's where we're going tonight. Yeah, you That's need to. Eam? Eam. E-E-M. Okay, they're not sponsoring, so we're not going to give them too much love. No. So, but, <laughs> but hey, if you're in the Portland area. If, if they made it. Because then I would actually have to lie down, too, because you just had all that Thai barbecue. <laughs> then I'm for sure. I, I'm, sit, I'm stuck. Uh, Belly's full. All right, so you get done eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you realize, hey, I want to watch. I want to watch something. Oh, what are you watching? We could talk all day. Okay, I I enjoy TV a little too much. Okay, basically, most things that Apple TV has put out has been yeah. unreal, beautiful. There's some great stuff mm-hmm. on Apple TV. The, the one I'm you just got to you got to turn. See, here's the thing: you, you rather than saying I got an unhealthy, you know, habit, you got to turn it into something theological. Uh, or a philosophical say, oh, I study film or study yes, television. exactly. And then people, I'm, I'm oh, curious oh, about the human condition. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I learned. Yes, exactly. About uh, watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> come on, somebody. <laughs> right Severance. there. So Severance was good. I would right now the show uh, I've been watching is called Foundation. Oh yeah. Well, actually, um, I didn't like that show. You didn't. I did. It's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. Oh. When, you, when you first said it, I was thinking Silo. Silo was unreal. Yeah. That was crazy. And then I realized it was, oh, Foundation is no, no. totally different. Silo is, is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Why do you like Foundation? What, what's, what, what Probably the same reason I actually like Silo uh-huh. and Severance. Uh-huh. I think all of them um, are so human. Yeah. Like you're watching, Foundation is about, you know, these this humans in the distant, distant mm-hmm. future in another mm-hmm. galaxy, basically, you know, where Earth is a, is a memory. It's, it's, a, it's a myth. And, uh, but the human conditions around power mm-hmm. around um immortality around what does it mean to have a soul to be yes, a human that, i do think to that be, was to be embodied yes what does yeah. it mean um to to create your own future yeah what does it mean to choose the hard path yeah. um of even love or self-sacrifice yeah. over easy gain or comfort or power even yeah. um those themes are in the show and i find it really interesting that's great. All right. So you're done watching Foundation. Mm-hmm. You, you recouped from the barbecue, mm-hmm. the Thai barbecue. Yep. Now you need a self-care practice. What oh. is that self-care practice that is going to bring the embodied Christian? Probably to- go work out in sauna. There you go. That's it. Work out. I'll sauna. go work out in sauna. What, what, what kind of workout? 
So right now I'm, uh, I've, I haven't been lifting much in, for the last year. And then lately I just started lifting again. Mm-hmm. So that's been just fun to like yeah. actually force my body to do something yeah. else. But also I really enjoy, uh, I don't like running, but I enjoy like, uh, bike, like cycling classes. Mm-hmm. So like Apple. So cycle like, or you just got to just. No, I do it on my phone. <laughs> so Apple has a little like Apple fitness right, cycle. Right, 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 right. I get 45 minutes with like a yeah. coach and they're just got like. You, got you. They put on some music that like 95 BPM or they don't say BPM. That's a music term. They're, right, they're right, like right, 95 right, right. RPMs, exactly, you know, yeah. and then they're like up on the bottom. And I'm like dripping sweat. Yeah, no, it's it's serious. That's for I real. used to do soul cycling. Oh, you did? They don't play. Do not at all. They don't play. And plus you got to have rhythm too. So you're just sitting there trying like, to do dance no. moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can tell too when someone when someone's off. Yeah. Offbeat, I'm like. <laughs> you I'm look at them like, stop, stop. Get out of my preview. Get out of my, get no. out of my preview. I can't look at you. You're like, no, no, no. We're climbing this hill at like 72. Exactly. 72. Hit it. they play the song. You're so like. Like some you know old hip hop comes on. Oh, like, bro! Oh, yeah. And I love the theme. They're like today we're doing all hip hop. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. Or let's today do we're it. doing pop hit. I'm, I'm here Excellent. for it all. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've learned that we need to be embodied individuals who understand how to worship with our whole integrated selves, right? Mm. And so we're going to do that. Maybe to some soul cycling. Mm. But we're definitely going to eat some barbecue and Thai while yep, we do it for real. And so let's show some love to our brother Christian Dawson. Yeah. This video podcast is a production of George Fox Digital. To find more material like this, you can subscribe to George Fox Talks on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Our team really appreciates your feedback in the form of likes, comments, and reviews, and we'd really love to hear what you think. To sign up for our weekly email list and to keep up to date with the latest episodes and publications, you can check us out on the web at georgefox.edu talks. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode.